Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Appreciate everything that you do give. Today, um, that is all I have for announcements this morning. But today, this morning, I'm still used to our 1130 service. And it's usually still morning by the time I get up here. But good afternoon. Uh, This afternoon, uh, I have a message. uh, This past couple of weeks, it was a great word last week, if you missed out, by uh, Brother John. Uh, And he spoke last week. And so if you haven't seen it. You can catch it on YouTube uh, and uh, listen on the podcast, and you'll be able to hear back what you missed. But I have been keeping it kind of a theme that I have been. It's like an unofficial little series that I've been working on. And I started the year off talking about how we should be better. Uh, the, our, our goal shouldn't be just to accomplish a bunch of things on our checklist, but it should be, be to be better people. And then last, the last week before, two weeks ago, I spoke on the idea of how we can be better. What does it look like for that? And one of the topics that I spoke on in between there, uh, uh, one of the things I spoke on was uh, was perseverance. And perseverance is something that I think is necessary when it comes to trying to be a better person, trying to grow, trying to uh, deepen our relationship with Christ, or just plain living life. Uh, to be able to persevere. And that is what, the, what I want to talk about today. And the title of my message today is, is often uh, like an unofficial definition of what perseverance is. is keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. And we're going to start today in the book of Hebrews. And if you would open your Bibles with me in the book of Hebrews, if not, it'll be on the screen for you. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 1 to 3. And this, um, the book of Hebrews was written by we don't know who. Uh, It was anonymously written. Uh, Some people think it was the Apostle Paul. Some people are like, we have no idea. I'm kind of more on that line. Uh, But the writer of Hebrews was writing to the Jewish people who had come to follow Jesus. And he was writing to them as a way of encouragement and helping them to understand why Jesus was so important. Why he was critical to our faith. And here in verse 12, he, t- he is getting to a climax in that. Where he is leading up to a point where he's talked about all of this stuff. And he says, now, now, now you know about all of the faith that of the people who have come before us. And in verse 12 Chapter starting in verse one, he says there, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Right hand of the throne of God. 
Verse 3, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Father God, I ask that you speak to us today, that your Holy Spirit might open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts to what you have to say to us, so that we might be, uh, we might grow from hearing your word. We might grow from the teaching today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So perseverance, and I've said the word already a few times in the scripture we read today, talked about running the race with perseverance. And the idea behind perseverance is, is, is the ability to keep on keeping on, to, to keep going even when, they, as they say, the chips are down. When everything seems difficult or hopeless or when everything doesn't seem to have a point, perseverance is the ability to continue to move forward. And that looks different in different ways and different times in our lives. But in and of itself, perseverance is a necessary thing in life. Because we go through life and there's so much that we uh, endure, that we go through, that we experience in life. Whether it be painful things, we, we experience suffering, we experience loss, we experience pressure, from outside forces, uh, we experience pressure from family, we experience difficulties in work or persecution, or, or, or we feel uh, all of this coming towards us. And then we have, sometimes we also experience pressure from our own selves. We create obstacles for ourselves that, that we can't seemingly get past. We experience life and life sometimes isn't difficult, but it's sometimes boring. You ever been through moments in your life where it's like, I, today is the same as yesterday. And the day before that. And the day before that. When is it going to be different? We experience this mundaneness and boringness of life that we wonder sometimes, am I actually going somewhere? Am I actually accomplishing something with my life? Am I, am I moving forward or am I just stuck? Perseverance is necessary to get through all of that. Perseverance is the ability to wait. Perseverance is the ability to keep moving. And perseverance is the thing that creates hope in our life. Because we don't like the idea of having to push against all of this. Life is hard enough as it is. You know, just staying alive, getting paid enough, having to pay bills when we just felt like, uh, didn't I just pay all of that? And now here we go again. We don't like the, We don't like the idea of life having to be hard. If anything, we wish we, it could be easier. And a lot of times we set goals and we have goals in our faith and our, our life and, and work or whatever area we put in. And, and ultimately the goal is so that life can be easier. We want more money. Why? Because if we have enough money, then things will be easier. If we have enough time, then things will be easier. If I have enough education, then maybe more opportunities will open up to me. We, we add all of these things and try to pursue life and we try to pursue better things, but yet it becomes difficult. It becomes hard. 
Because we can get in those spaces where we feel stuck, where life feels boring, or where there's so much pressure mounting against us, we don't know if we can continue. And so we need perseverance. Perseverance is beneficial to us. It builds something in us. Uh, James, in his book, in his letter, wrote in James chapter 1, 2 to 4, he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and my sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind. I don't know if you have ever gone through something difficult and I said, boy, I'm happy to be here. But James like, no, no, you be, consider it joyful. He says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So while, my, while it might seem like, well, why do I have to persevere? If we look at what even the Bible says, the Bible tells us perseverance will help us to be mature. It'll help us to be more complete. It'll help us to understand why we do and why we do some things or we go through some things and get through it. Maybe we won't understand everything, but if we persevere, we will get to a place where we'll be able to mature. We will be able to, in other words, grow. Perseverance is necessary for growth in our life. Growth in our life for our goals, what we might have in this life. Growth in our faith, how we deepen our faith with God, walk closer to Jesus every single day. We need all of that. We need perseverance in order to get to that place. Because it's easy to just give up. People think that it, that it's it's hard to just let let go, but that's the easiest decision. I don't want to try anymore. I'm just gonna let everything happen. I'm just gonna let it happen. It's easy to give up, and when we give up, that's when we stop making progress. That's when we stop moving. That's when we stop growing. That's when we start getting into a routine and we stay stuck there, and we don't know how to get out, and yet we don't try get out that's when we've given up we're not moving anywhere but perseverance is the thing that'll help us to move forward even if even if it's just a step at a time but that looks different how we persevere looks different for each and every single one of us and in different ways in different stages of our life some of us we might be thinking that I've done so much good, yet I don't think that it's actually doing anything. So what is the point even? We need perseverance and doing good in the world. Because, I mean, we look at the world that we live in today and it can be difficult to, to feel like anything that we do makes a difference. Sometimes we feel like our votes might not count. Sometimes we feel like what we do for people doesn't count. No matter how nice we are, how much love we show to people, we feel like it's never reciprocated in return. There is nothing that we can do. We, we, can, we do so much, yet we feel like the world isn't even changing at all. We need perseverance in doing good in the world. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says, Do not grow weary of doing good, because in its time you will see a harvest. If you, if you keep on, you're going to see something, but it takes time. It takes time. You know, none of us, none of us are farmers. Are, is anybody a farmer here? Anybody ever farmed anything? 
Now, the Bible uses a lot of farming analogies because that's what, that's what a lot of people were during those days. They were farmed. So to move into like a more of a, uh, maybe a modern day, and at least in my mind, this is how I understand it. You know, what, one of my favorite, uh, I, love, I love fitness, and I love to exercise, and I love to do things like that. And there are a lot of times where I am putting in the work, yet sometimes I feel like I'm not seeing any results. I'm not moving forward. I'm not seeing the things that I want to see, seeing the things that I want to achieve, the goals that I have to achieve, and I'm not getting there. So if we were, we were to look at it in the book of Galatians, the Apostle Paul would instead write to us, it says, it says you will see results, you will see the gains <laughs> if you keep on going. Don't stop doing good. We need perseverance in doing good. We need perseverance to hope. Because perseverance, if we allow it to take hold of our life, if we allow it to be part of our life, gives us hope. Because it says, maybe if I just take one more step, one more step, then maybe I'll see a difference. And it's that hope that keeps us moving forward. Hope is necessary in life. Hope is necessary in our faith. Hope is necessary in the world that we live in. Because it can seem like there is so much that is affecting us and so much that won't change or be any better. But if we persevere in hope that things will change, little by little, we can start affecting things. See, that's what hope does. Hope is contagious. Have you ever been around somebody that's pretty positive and you might be pretty negative? Eventually, that person starts to affect you. Either you tell them to go away because that energy is annoying and you don't want that. (laughs) Or it starts to change your outlook. If they can hope for something and, and yet they've been waiting and they've been pushing and yet they are still holding on. Why? Why is that? There has to be something there that is holding on to, that they're holding on to. Hope allows us to keep holding on when it doesn't seem like the world makes any sense. When things just seem too heavy or too hectic or too chaotic. Hope helps us persevere. Sometimes perseverance looks like just hoping. Sometimes perseverance looks like struggling. A struggle. Life is a struggle. Bills, like I said, always come one after another. There's always one problem after another. This week, I feel like I've had a personal lesson in perseverance. This weekend. Um, this, this Friday, I discovered I have a problem with my Jeep. And hopefully our worship leader is going to help me with that after service. But um, the, it didn't start. And I was like, oh, no. The battery's dead. Didn't I just buy this? It's, it's always like that. You feel like you all have the same problem. No, but I, I, it wasn't starting. And I opened up the hood and I was like, could it be that the battery is dead? Could it be there's something else? I wiggled the connections along and I heard ding. I was like, oh, it turned on. So I was like, I think the battery is loose. I guess the battery cables are loose. And I was like, all right, I think I fixed the problem. And I'm leaving a parking lot waiting to turn. And then the Jeep just dies on me again. I'm like, oh, no. And I had to do the same thing. I'm like, just get me home. Just get me home. 
But that's not the rest. Of, that's not the end of the story. Because then on Saturday, the, those of you who know, last year I had a problem with my uh, dryer. I've mentioned it before. My dryer died, and I had to buy a new one. It wasn't a new one. It, it was a used one. I was uh, used. Saturday, I discovered that it, it died again. And I was like, Jesus, why? First the Jeep, now the dryer. And so I, I, I know nothing about repairing dryers, but I opened up in the back and I was like, maybe I can see something. Maybe I can figure out the problem. Didn't need a new band or anything. And I saw that I guess there was some kind of electrical short and the plastic melted onto part of the couple coupling things. I don't know what they're called. They're the wires. And even though I tried to, like, move all the melted plastic out of the way, and there was still power, because I, I know that because I almost shocked myself. Uh, I just saw sparks flying, and I'm like, Lord, is this the end? So now I have a dead dryer. And I was like, God, really, why, why this weekend? So I wake up this morning, and I'm like, maybe Sunday will be better. Maybe Sunday will be better. I walk to church, and we have a basketball goal here, and it was stolen. Last night, I guess, in the middle of the night, I passed by it last night, and I saw it there, and I woke up this morning, I go to church, and I'm just like, something's missing here. Basketball goal was gone. And I was just like, God, I'm preaching about perseverance today. You didn't have to give me a lesson on it this morning. I'm pushing through because there is struggle. And sometimes life is like that. We are struggling with life because there are so many problems that just hit us one after another. Sometimes it's struggle in our faith where we doubt and we question and we're unsure if God is going to answer us. We're unsure if we're in the right space or in the right place. We, get, we become uncertain. We struggle with life. We struggle with faith. And sometimes perseverance looks like struggle. It's moving forward, even if it's a step, a half a step, something, in the middle of the difficulty. Because despite all of that, I still had to be here, and I still had to get ready to preach, to speak to you all today. Perseverance can be look like struggle. It can look like hope, it can look like waiting. It can look like just keeping on doing what you're doing, even if you don't see any results yet. But how do we build it then? This is my third point. We need to build perseverance. And how do we do that? How do we do that? We have to develop it. Because it's not something that we can just simply wish into existence. Like you cannot just say, God, give me more perseverance. If you do, he's going to give you a weekend like mine. I always tell people that. He's like, you, what do you need? What do you need? Oh, I, I, I want God to give me more patience. Well, you better be about to wait in three hours of traffic. That's how you're going to get more patience. <laughs> Good Lord. I can't even imagine. I, I think that there were somewhere up in the north. I read a story that recently they were trapped in 16, for 16 hours in traffic because of the snow. 16 That's almost an entire day just in your car. Stuck there. I can't. Traffic is bad here. I don't even want to experience it in snow. But we can build perseverance because it's not just going to happen. It's something that we have to develop in our lives. So how do we do that? First of all, we have to start with remembering the why. Why are we doing what we're doing? 
Why are we pursuing our faith? Why are we pursuing goals in life? What, what, why are we doing what we're doing? We have to remember the why. In Hebrews, what we just read, the writer of Hebrews says, keep your eyes focused on Jesus. He says, if you want to live out your faith right, keep your eyes focused on the why. Why do you believe? Because of Jesus. Why do you want to reach your fitness goals? Because I want to be healthier. Because I want to this or whatever. Why do I want to start this business? Why do I want to uh, get this new job? Why do I want to continue my education? Why are you doing what you're doing? Because it can be easy in the middle of the struggle and the difficulties of life and the things and that we face, the mundaneness, the pressure that comes on us to lose sight of what we started it all for. And we can begin to question ourselves, why am I even here? Why am, why am I, what am I doing? What am I doing? We have to remember the why. We have to keep our eyes on our goal, whatever it is. Whatever your goal is, whatever your, your desire is, whether it's in faith or in life, we have to remember why we're doing it. We need to refocus. Sometimes we'll need to step into our own lives and reevaluate things and refocus ourselves. Bring ourselves, bring what's important back into focus. Because with all of the chaos of life, we can get distracted by the peripherals. We can be distracted by the extras, and we can miss out what's on most important. What's most important? I've seen so many people, so many Christians, arguing online about stuff that does not matter. Issues that they think are going to be the defining line, whether they get into heaven or not. Newsflash, you get into heaven because of Jesus and nothing else. This extra stuff that we argue about sometimes, it just gets in the way. And we lose sight of Jesus. We lose sight of why we started doing this in the first place. Why we are following Jesus in the first place. We need to focus. Because when you focus on a goal, when you keep your eyes fixed on what you're doing it, why you're doing it, then you won't lose heart. You'll be able to persevere more. Because you have something to look back at. If you know why you're doing it. Because otherwise, what are, you, what are we doing it for? Sometimes we do aimlessly chase goals for no reason. We're just shooting out into the world at targets that are not even there. We don't know what we're doing. I read a book once, and I can't remember who it was by, but this quote always stuck out to me, and it says, everyone ends up somewhere, but not everybody ends up somewhere on purpose. we got to remember why. Where we're going. You don't just step in. I mean, sometimes maybe if you like driving around, but you don't just get into your car and just like, I'm just going to drive for three hours. Where am I going? What am I doing? I did that once, and I ended up hitting somebody. That's not, that's not how you do that. You, you got to know where you're going. You got to know why. You got to know why. You got to start with the why. Second thing, we need to build a network of support. Now, this, this one's important because a lot of times when we think about perseverance, we think that we have to do it alone. We think that whatever we're struggling with, whatever we're going through, wherever we're going, we have to do it alone. And that's a common, like, motif 
in uh, especially American culture, the pick up, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. I don't even know what those are. Uh, pick up yourself by, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. That, that kind of culture, the hustle culture that tells us you and you alone are the one that's going to affect your future. You are the only one that you need. You're the only one that's important. You, you got to worry about you. And yes, th- there are times when it's important to focus on yourself, to, to do self-care. But when we, are, when we are intent on getting somewhere, we intent on reaching a goal, and we intent on deepening our faith with Christ, we need other people. Because that's why life is hard at times. Because we have no one there to support us. We think that we have to do it by ourselves. We think that this is, this is what God wanted us to do. I, I've just got to do this. It's just me. There's no one. It's just me against the world. It's just me against the devil. It's just me against the world. And we try to do these things on our own. And it becomes so difficult at times with pressure enough to, to keep us stuck and where we're at. But you do not have to do it by yourself. Even even the most famous people, the athletes that are famous for for their exploits, they don't do that alone. They have a team. They have coaches. They have trainers. You know, when I think about... uh, I, I think about people that persevere through difficulty... Even though I've never actually seen the entirety of the movies, you know, so don't get mad at me. But Rocky, <laughs> if you ever, anybody ever seen the Rocky movies, Rocky's a boxer, and he he fights I don't know Russian. <laughs> I think that's a story. Uh, but I, I I remember I've seen one particular scene where Rocky is about to give up, and yet he is motivated by someone who is training him. Even the best of us, the best fighters, the best, they need someone there as support to get them where they're trying to go. Rocky could not have won his fight without the people that were supporting him. None of us can get to where we're going without people that we, to support us. We need people. We need to ask for help. And for some people, culturally, it's ingrained in us. You know, I grew up. As a Latino, I grew up, and that, that's something that's like, I know, no, no, you don't ask for help. You don't ask for money. You don't ask for things. You keep quiet, and you struggle on your own. Don't tell nobody what you're going through. Don't tell nobody. There are sometimes, you know, and Pastor Mary and I have talked about this before, Pastor Mary, our senior pastor, and how sometimes we find out that people are sick, like, after they're out of the hospital. Well, nobody came to pray for us. We didn't know. You didn't tell us. How are we supposed to pray for you if we don't even know what's going on? Well, I'm fine now. Well, I mean, that is besides the point at this right now. But you didn't ask. It's a point of pride at times where we refuse to ask for help. But pride does not make us better people. Humility and the ability to Ask and realize that you cannot do it alone is what makes us better people. God did not create humanity to be solitary beings. We, We just weren't. We were never intended for that purpose. We need people. We need to ask for help. We need people that can pray with us when we're struggling. We need people that we can talk to. 
when we, when we don't know what else to do, when we're bouncing off ideas. When we, we, we need people that are close to us. We need people that are mentors to us. We need people that like therapists and uh, doctors and people that can take care of us when we don't know. When something's hurting, you're like, I don't know what's going on. You don't just bear through it. You got to figure it out. Well, some of us might. <laughs> well, I have an uncle. He would always tell me, just walk it off. Walk it off. Walk it off. It'll be fine. But we need help. We need others. We need accountability. We need people. And thirdly, we need to put it into practice. It's as simple as that. That's actually the hardest part, though. Because it can be easy to get support. We can have people there. And it can, it can be easy for us uh, to be able to remember and focus on why and know where we're going. But actually putting it into practice, that's hard. And it looks different. It looks different. Putting it into practice means that we're taking steps towards our goal. Even if it's a day at a time, we can take it slow. You don't got to rush. You're not racing against anybody. You don't have to compare yourself to other people. Take your time. Take steps. We got to put it into practice. Whatever that might be. You got fitness goals? Find a personal trainer. Someone who knows more than you. If you got uh, financial goals, find a financial advisor. If you want to get closer to God, open your Bible. Talk to your pastor. Talk to your leaders. Talk to someone who knows more than you. Take steps. Little by little. Day by day. Putting it into practice also means sometimes we've got to change our perspective on things. We might have one goal, but there might not be just one way to get to it. We might have to change what we're doing, change our methods, change how we're looking at it, change how we're understanding it. Just because it doesn't work one way doesn't mean you should give up. There might be another way. We've got to change our perspective. But the most important thing about putting things into practice, about persevering, is that we must give ourselves grace. We have to give ourselves room to fail. It's okay to fail. It's okay to get it wrong. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to not know. You have to give yourself that space. Because God does. God gives you that. So why why should we beat ourselves up more than anyone else? Oftentimes, other people will be giving us more room than we give ourselves. More grace than we give ourselves. And we're like that with our friends, you know. We talk to people and we tell them, and it's like, no, you know, don't worry about it. It's okay. You can do this. Just try again. Just try again. Well, you fail. Oh, no, I'm a failure. That's it. I'm done. We need to give ourselves grace. Love. Tell ourselves, it's okay. Perseverance takes that. Perseverance takes grace. It takes the ability to say, I can love, I can show love to myself in these moments. And it's exactly what we need to do. And I'm about to close here. So worship team, can you help me out? The reason, and it's like I said, God gives us that grace. In Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 to 24, the writer of Lamentations writes out, 
because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Above all else, when it comes to perseverance, we need to remember that the space that we are in is God's space. And that in his hands, in his presence, as he walks with us, we have that grace. That no matter the struggle that you're facing today, the pressure that you feel from life, from family, from work, the doubts, the worries, no matter what we feel pushing us down, we can persevere because of God's great love. We might be pushed, but we won't be consumed. We might be struggling, but we won't fail in the end. We might not know how it's going to come out, but God knows that every single day His mercies are new, His grace is new, His love is refreshed for you. That's the space we're in. That's the hope we have, that as we persevere in life, that as we work to build perseverance in our life, we start in the space that is the hands of God. Would you stand with me this afternoon? We have had, the world has had a rough couple of years. We're, we're still pushing through it. We're still seeing the difficulties. We don't even know what's coming next. Every day it seems like there might be something worse around the corner. But God has got us. God has got you. However you might feel, whatever, how difficult of a position in your life you might be in, God has got you. And he's not letting go. So as we pray today, and we close out in prayer, if you need prayer, let us know. If you're online watching, let us know in the chat if if there's anything we can pray for you. Father God, in this moment, as we enter into this time of worship and prayer, let your presence first refresh us. For many of us, we might have come here tired. We might have come here struggling and not knowing what to do. But God, in this moment, in your presence, refresh us. Bring us hope and healing. Because life isn't easy. Faith isn't easy. Holding on to all of it isn't easy. So we let it go into your hands. As you help us push through, walk step by step, day by day. Into the places that you have called us. Into the goals that we have set. Into the faith that we walk in. 
help us to keep on keeping on. And even when it's hard, remind us that we are not alone. And above all else, you walk with us, hand in hand, side by side. And you will not let us go. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.